0: This interview was pre-recorded on Saturday, November 11th, Veterans Day. Tomorrow afternoon, the 4-5 New York Jets leave the bitter cold right now. It is 33 degrees to travel south to sunny 80-degree Tampa Bay to take on the 2-6 Buccaneers. With the injury to starting quarterback Jameis Winston, the Buccaneers find themselves counting on journeyman quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was signed by the Bucs after a short stint with the Jets. The Jets are relying on journeyman quarterback Josh McCown, who in his 15th season is experiencing a fluke season. It's the second best quarterback rating he's ever posted. It's 96.1 versus his career average as 80.2. Tampa Bay is also on a stop on his journey throughout the NFL. After a fast start, the Buccaneers are in the midst of a five-game skid, while the Jets are coming off a strong 34-21 victory over the emerging Buffalo Bills. All right, Jets fans, we are in for a very special treat this week on 60-Minute Overtime. I have on the phone TJ Reeves, among many other things. He is a sound mentor to me trying to navigate this business. But uh, more importantly, he's the the sideline reporter for the Buccaneers Radio Network. He's going to bring us some inside knowledge of this team and examining this Week 10 matchup. So TJ, first for me is going to be the main storyline. What can you tell my listeners about uh, this storyline? Ryan Fitzpatrick gets to start against his most recent former team, the New York Jets.
1: It's crazy. It's good to be with you. And how about we have former quarterback going against former quarterback for their old teams when Fitzpatrick gets to play against the Jets. But let's not forget that Josh McCown was here for a 2014 season, which ended up being an awful year. One year he was here as the starting quarterback in Tampa Bay, and McCown now playing well for the Jets. So this is this is uh, uh, two quarterbacks going against their ex-teams yet again, and, and the wild part, your listeners probably know something about this stat, they, they played against each other last year when Fitzpatrick was the Jets quarterback and McCown was the Browns quarterback, and Danielle at that time it set the record because it was the first time ever the two quarterbacks who had played for 13 different teams between them, McCown, seven teams, Fitzpatrick, six teams, played against each other and started a game. Now, fast forward a year, it is 15 teams between the two of them. McCown's eighth team, Fitzpatrick's seventh team, and they get to start it in November in Tampa. How about that? Look, uh, I mean, at 38 years of age, McCown is older, but he appears to be much more nimble than Fitzpatrick is. Fitzpatrick can move around some and still looks great. I mean, he looked good. four years ago in Tampa Bay running around scrambling around now you can make the argument that maybe he's taking chances with his body that he shouldn't be taking as a 38 year old going down the middle of a defense where tacklers can clobber him or or not getting to the sideline quick enough before somebody can clobber him but he, he has shown great athleticism even at 38 years of age including that touchdown against the Bills back 10 days
0: ago. You know, that was something he was always known for as a Jet. That's what I liked about him, his grit, his willingness to, to, you know, dive across the goal line and and take one for the team. But, you know, he is the second quarterback for this team, and if something happens to him, who knows what's going to happen for the Bucks? So he's got to be a little bit more careful in uh, in his game strategy and his approach for tomorrow.
1: Well, yeah, and this is a Buccaneer defense that has really struggled uh, to be consistent at all. They were so good a year ago, especially the second half of the year, on third down. And in takeaways, they're not really doing either. They've had trouble rushing the quarterback. They're worst in the NFL in sacks, fewest sacks in the league. So Buccaneers are searching for some answers, and they're hoping they're going to find some answers against their former teammate. I mean, rest assured that <laughs> Gerald McCoy... Big defensive tackle, uh, you know, Pro Bowl, perennial Pro Bowl, defensive tackle, uh, outstanding Pro Bowl caliber linebacker, Levante David. They've been wanting to hit Josh McCall since 2014. They were never allowed to, Danielle. They're finally allowed to hit him in this game on Sunday.
0: Well, I have sort of an interesting take on this because everybody's saying, oh, Fitzpatrick versus his old team, the Jets. As far as I'm concerned... The only thing familiar to him is going to be the uniform color, honestly, because they have a completely new-look defense. They've got rookies on there. They've got Rivas out of there. The the Jets have fired five or more assistant coaches this offseason, including three on the defensive side. Pepper Johnson, defensive line coach. Mark Collins, outside linebackers coach. And Joe Dana, who is the defensive backs coach. So, you know... It's a mass exodus of veteran talent. The defensive schemes are just completely different. They've drafted guys that are starting. And I think uh, Fitzpatrick, who we all know, we're tired of hearing he's a Harvard graduate, he couldn't even tip off the scout team offense in this game because his former offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey, retired after last season. So I'm tired of hearing this Fitzpatrick (laughs) versus his old team because, honestly, it's a whole different Jets team that he's going against than what he's used to.
1: So it's like you were a lawyer and we were in the courtroom, and I'm the judge. I <laughs> to say case dismissed. Right? Case dismissed. You made a great argument there on that, and you know the same can really be said from a town knowing the Buccaneer defensive scheme somehow, some way, because this is a different coaching staff now than when he played here. Mike Smith running a different defense uh, than, than what was here. So I think you're right. A lot of people are playing into that. How much do they know about their old team and their old scheme? And I, I think you've uh, eloquently laid out, not a whole lot can be gleaned. It's probably going to come down to who doesn't make mistakes. And, you know, that's, that's something that has plagued both of them. Uh, and one of the reasons why they bounced around is interceptions and, and mistakes. And, uh, you know, we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick in significant playing time in the game at Arizona when Jameis Winston was hurt in the first half. He had three touchdowns, he threw for nearly 300 yards, but he had two interceptions, including a critical one in the fourth quarter where the Bucs were backed up in their own end, he gave away an interception down by the goal line, The, the Cardinals scored on the next play, and it basically ended any hope of a comeback. McCown has been the same way. He is talented, he's a great guy to be around, but if there's one thing that has constantly hampered him is he will throw the ball to the other team, and he has done it. Throughout his career, he did it in the Dolphins' loss late in the game. He has done it even in a couple of their victories where he's thrown interceptions and you just scratch your head. So if you're the Bucs, you're also looking for the takeaway just like the Jets are looking at the takeaway from
0: Fitzpatrick. Well, I think the Jets are third in the league in, in takeaway ratio. So I think, I, mean, I think Fitzpatrick's got an uphill battle in that sense, more so than McCowan versus the Buccaneers' defense.
1: And yes, uh, and the 3-4 defense has given the Bucks some trouble here and there. I mean, the good news is we won't know until around game time or what they decide with the inactives, but Muhammad Wilkerson has been listed as did not participate three days in a row in practice and listed as questionable. If he can't play, that's advantage Buccaneers because that's one of the, the big defensive problems on that line that the Buccaneers are preparing for. So we'll see if he is healthy enough to play in the game, but if not... You know, the, that 3-4, I mean, the Bucks have not been able to run the ball at all, and so that 3-4 was already going to present problems as it is if he is in there it presents even more problems for the Buccaneers trying to get something going.
0: Now, speaking of getting something going, we have to go over, today, is, we're recording this on Saturday at noon, we have for Tampa Bay, quarterback Jameis Winston obviously out, Mike Evans, wide receiver suspended, and on the Jets side, you just talked about Wilkerson, we have Matt Forte out already um and as Jeremy Curley is also serving a suspension for PED use so for the Buccaneers you know looking at this you tell me if I'm wrong but I have the key matchup for the t- uh, the Buccaneers being the tight ends uh Brayton Howard versus the Jets secondary so how much of an impact have Brayton Howard had on the Bucs offense especially Howard being drafted so high how he, has he blended in? Well, they are
1: a good question. They are in tandem as dangerous a couple of tight ends as there are in pro football. I mean, Cameron Brake, you go back to the middle of last year, speaking of Harvard, uh, you know, that's a Harvard tight end. And when Fitzpatrick not only completed him a pass, but completed him a touchdown pass in Arizona, that's the first time in NFL history a Harvard quarterback threw a touchdown to a Harvard receiver or tight end. Brake, since the middle of last year, is the number one pass-catching tight end in the NFL. Let me say that again. He is the best pass-catching touchdown tight end in the NFL since Week Nine last year. So he's a threat. O.J. Howard, the rookie, has kind of sprinkled in at a big game in Buffalo, had almost a hundred-yard receiving game and two touchdowns. They haven't gotten him as involved, I think, as he would like, or they would they would like. But that is that is definitely going to be something to watch for in this game. Can Ryan Fitzpatrick take? Uh, advantage of those tight ends, especially with Mike Evans suspended. I mean, we know Deshaun Jackson's a burner down the field, but we anticipate the Jets will double-team him a bunch. You've got guys like Adam Humphreys and Braint and Howard that can operate underneath. We'll see what Ryan Fitzpatrick elects to utilize, but those are two big targets, one wearing number 84 and one wearing number 80. Be looking for in this game.
0: Yeah, Brate's listed at 6'5", 236, Howard at 6'6", 242. And just a little nugget of information here, the Jets have allowed 513 receiving yards to tight ends, which is and six touchdowns, which is 27th in the league. So uh, that's going to be a tall task for I, I, the Jets secondary, no doubt.
1: Well, and if, and if there's a team that can take advantage of that stat, you would think it would be this team. But, you know, as much as we try to go over this stuff in advance of all these games every week... Try to map out how might the game go, you would think Cameron breaks slated to have a big game against the Jets. That's why you line up and play the game. The Jets may completely take him away. They may double-team him with linebackers and safeties and take him
0: completely out of the game. We'll see. Well, Jamal Adams uh, played for LSU on the Jets, and Marcus May played for Florida. They are pretty familiar with O.J. Howard. He played at Alabama, and right. they've met throughout their college career. So like you said, you got to line up and play the game. Who knows what, what's going to happen.
1: Well, and that's, and that's why, you know, by the same token, the Bucks come back home on a five-game losing streak, and the five all around us is, you know, the coaching staff in trouble, what's going on with Jameis Winston, he's going to the sideline for a couple of weeks because his shoulder is banged up, it's actually gotten worse, he's taking more hits on it, so they've shut him down for at least a couple of games, but this is the NFL, and, it, and you've got talented players, and if they get their act together, the Buccaneers, they can snap out of it at home and as much as you would look at that as a as a a jet fan or a jet observer and say oh this is this is a tampa bay team in turmoil without their quarterback they're playing for pride at the moment too they're playing for a check too they're playing for jobs on this team or another team already for this season this is their opportunity to show what they can do and so let's see if the bucks don't play a smarter better game penalty free turnover free at home get the home crowd into the game and see if they can get things turned around because currently it's kind of like a snowball running downhill at the moment. I mean, the last five weeks have built on each other with mistakes, with penalties, with turnovers. Let's see if they can
0: stop that. You know, I just uh, I think that the Jets are a little better than their record indicates. They're, they're at four and five. I think because you know the Jets start strong, as you've seen the Patriots game, the Dolphins game, but they just can't seem to, to close the game out. Um, so I think you know if take one or two of those, and, and you got a Jets team that I think is flying under the radar for for a lot of people.
1: Well, and you look, I mean, Buffalo have been playing well. We saw the Bills right before the Jets played the Bills in that Thursday night game. Saw so about a week and a half earlier. They clobbered the Raiders in between, mm-hmm. and they did something that nobody else has been able to do against Buffalo, and that's take the ball from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacking Tyrod Taylor on the sack fumbled, and you had the bizarre play where Nick uh, O'Leary caught the, caught the pass, looked like he was down. He jumped up because no one touched him, and they hit him, and he fumbled. They, they had not turned the ball over, and the Jets successfully turned them over and stayed away from the big turnover themselves and won the game. And this Buccaneer team, unfortunately, has been plagued by turnovers as well. So turnover battle will be a big deal, especially, let's say, in the first half of this game because particularly if the Bucs, with the home crowd behind them, can get a turnover, can get an early leak, can put the pressure on McCown, you're hoping he makes a mistake. He throws an interception, maybe a pick six, something like that. That's best-case scenario for the Bucs.
0: Now, for the Jets, uh, key to the game, I think it's going to fall on the shoulders of the running game. Uh, the Jets, uh, the Bucks' defensive front is ranked 22nd in the league. Could you give us an insight of the struggles that they have been facing this year? Because 22nd in the league, in my opinion, isn't, you know, top-tier defensive line here. Not good enough. Not good enough, especially in the pass rush
1: department. But against the run, they've been pretty good. And again, you've got Gerald McCoy in the middle, who's a perennial pro bowler, a big fellow out of, out of Oklahoma. Uh, who's now in his eighth season. Levante David is a maniac tackling linebacker. Quad Alexander has been out with an injured hamstring previously. He's come back to play a couple of games. But, Danielle he hasn't been the same player. He hasn't been as effective since returning from the injury. Let's see if he has a big game. He's had some situations where he's been out of position, uh, being burned on some plays. Let's see if he's better fundamentally in the middle of this defense because the, the Bucs know the Jets want to run the football, and the Jets have had success running the football in their victories. So let's see if,
0: if the Bucks can stymie some of that run as
1: this game goes on.
0: Of course, we've got Elijah McGuire for the Jets running back. Also, Bilal Powell, he's a Lakeland, Florida native. That's going to be a home yep. crowd game for him, right? How far is that yep. from the Lakeland? Attack? only about 30 minutes
1: from Raymond James Stadium to the east, towards Orlando, where the game's being played. So... Uh, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of different footnotes for this course. Austin Safarian Jenkins, speaking yes. of tight ends, we haven't mentioned that name yet. Former Buccaneer draft pick who they gave up on at the beginning of last season because of his troubles off the field. And it's well documented that he's now said that, hey, uh, he's gotten his life, forget about football, he's gotten his life straightened out and, and, is, uh, and is doing a lot more of the right things off the field, gotten himself in better shape. Uh, and you know he would love nothing better than to stick one in,
0: Daniel, on his old team, especially a touchdown right. on his old team. <laughs> but by the
1: same token, there's a couple of Buccaneers, uh, safety Chris Conti, Quan Alexander, as we mentioned, Levante David, who would love nothing better than to level uh, Austin and Jenkins because they haven't been allowed to do that previously. <laughs> when he played for the team, you couldn't touch those guys in practice especially. So uh, that's, that's another fascinating subplot to this game, ASJ, Returning to RJ to Raymond James Stadium.
0: Final picks for this. I'm gonna go. The Jets are third in NFL in takeaways. I think Fitz Magic's gonna throw an interception in the closing seconds of the game, as Jets Nation is so accustomed to seeing. I'm gonna go with Jets 24, Buccaneers 17. What you uh, you do you have, DJ? You
1: have a fairly high scoring game. Yes. I really, I really think the Bucs will will have some struggles against the Jet defense. I think this is a lower scoring game. And obviously, I think Josh McCown will make that critical turnover. Give me Buccaneers twenty, Jets seventeen, something close. We haven't really talked about the the kickers uh, as of yet, but for for the Buccaneers, they've got another new kicker. They've been through two kickers already this year, including get rid of Roberto Aguayo in the preseason, the former second round pick. Uh, Patrick Murray is the Bucs' kicker. He's been solid. I think Bucks
0: by a field goal 2017. Ooh, all right. Well, obviously, I'm going to go side with the Jets, and obviously, you're going to right. side with the Buccaneers. So, it'd be an interesting matchup. Uh, it's going to be 1 o'clock tomorrow on CBS, Jets at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, TJ. So, thanks for uh, giving such a, a great insight, an insider's insight about the Buccaneers to my listenership. And uh, have you back on soon. Great!
1: I always love being on with you anytime, including if we need to talk some college football as the playoffs start to narrow down in the college football playoff rankings. Love to be on with you. Keep up the good work with your show with 60 Minute Overtime. and Let's see what happens with the Fitzpatrick versus McCown sequel, 15 teams between them. You may never see it again.